This is the Take Your Meds podcast, your safe space to explore how you can brighten up your life from the inside out. We're diving deep into the different medicine millennials take to turn their light on. Season one gives some insights into how you can navigate your quarter life crisis and find the confidence to be your authentic self. On this episode, I sit down with my friend Slay Wei. Listen in to hear how owning your truth turns into medicine. Kia ora and welcome back to the Take Your Meds podcast. Today I have the absolute privilege of sitting down with Slay Wei. Slay is an incredible mover and shaker. Slay has the most unique ability to go into darkness, find light, come back out. Go into darkness, find light, come back out. And every time Slay does this with a spirit of service, it's like, how can I share the gifts, the learnings, from being in the darkness and finding light with others so that I can support people on a journey. That's how I would describe you anyways. So we've just sat down together. I would love for you to introduce yourself, including your pronouns, and then we're going to dive into this reading we've just done. Kia ora. Um, So yeah, hi everyone. Uh, My name is Slay. I identify as takatapui or two-spirit or gender fluid. Um, For me personally, I don't um, have any hang-ups, I guess, around my pronouns. Um, So he, him, she, her, they, them, whatever works. Um, My thing is, I guess, just making it clear that just because I'm comfortable with any pronouns doesn't mean that every single person is out there. So it's all about respecting the individual. And I just feel at the end of the day, if you get to know the person, um, the best way not to mess up with pronouns is by using someone's name and mirroring their language. Mm. So that way you can be comfortable and they can be comfortable. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for your beautiful introduction. And we are sitting down with the Work Your Light deck from Rebecca Campbell, and we've just pulled a mirror. And I wanted to record this because I know there's going to be some tea. So our intention for the space together was to create magic and create a space, safe space of possibility. And this card is all about who or what is triggering you. The filter of our own experience is how we experience life 90% of the time through our own projections. When someone reminds us of an unhealed experience, we get triggered. Often it is an unconscious thing. People in situations can trigger our mirrors to reflect back to us what we believe to be true about life, the universe and ourselves. Mirrors pointing to our shadow and our light. Mirrors revealing parts of us that are yet to be accepted, witnessed or loved. This card is guiding you to look closely at what experiences or people are currently triggering in you and what they could be mirroring mirroring back to you. When have you felt like this before? Could they be opportunities to heal something in you? 
or are they shining a light on something that longs to be witnessed in you? This goes for the good and the bad. The good, those who we admire and we put on a pedestal, if we do not realize that we are attracted to them because we are like them, we will need to cut them down in order to rise to their level. The bad, those we despise, are envious of and put down. If we do not realize that they trigger something in us, then it is still yet to be healed and will remain hurt and wounded in ourselves. Some reflections. Who or what is triggering you? What is it in you that they are triggering? What part of you longs to be witnessed? Good or bad? What does that bring up for you? Um, I think for me, when I first saw it, I had a little giggle because when Mirror came up, I was just like, it instantly made me think of our connection with each other and the fact that we tend to have a lot of conversations where we're on the same page, same mindset, um, similar trajectory, all of that sort of stuff. So that was the first thing that came to mind when it came down. Um, after listening to your corridor a rounder i think at the moment i'm in this beautiful space of transformation where i'm i suppose trying to get my life back to where i want it to be trying to rediscover who i am as a person trying to heal um and looking forward to how i can be the most authentic true version of myself and so i do find with I suppose triggering situations is now that I'm getting back out into the world and being around like really confident people who have just decided to give no fucks and own absolutely who they are. When I see that, I think that triggers that like that instant kind of like, this is a good opportunity to beat myself up a little bit. Why mm. are you not being your authentic self? Why are you not out there slaying life? Like, you know, you can. Um, so I think that's been a, of something that's brought a lot of kind of like anxious energy into my life the last couple of months mm. um because I do tend to put people that I admire and respect and are doing that like the card said on a pedestal in a way mm. um and so yeah I think for me it's understanding at the moment that uh rather than looking at those people and beating myself up about it maybe having a deeper look into like well what what tools have they got on their kids here to help them that's made them be that authentic? Mm. And then also understanding that everyone has, you know, two sides and the, mm. the side that someone might display in public doesn't mean that, that, that they're that person 24-7, you know, because mm -hmm. for people like ourselves who have to turn it on in certain spaces and be the hype man and mm. all of that sort of stuff, doesn't mean that's who we are every second of the day as mm -hmm. well. Uh, and so not beating myself up around the fact that I'm not this, like, tremendously inspirational Glamazon 24-7. Mm. And where did that high expectation come from as well? Uh, the stuff that happens in childhood uh, and just the way I was treated and all the expectations I was given about my life that were all negative. Mm. Like, you aren't, you can't, you won't, you know so many people in my life putting me down and telling me I'd never amount to anything. And so I put this tremendous amount of expectation on myself to prove everyone wrong, mm -hmm. which I've done um, over and over again. Mm -hmm. But that, I suppose, that 
that belief system that I've created in my head from other people, it's always going to be there to a certain degree. And so that's what puts a lot of a lot of pressure on myself and, mm. and hypes up those expectations. So mm. I'm also learning to try and destroy those belief systems and recreate like a healthier cycle. Oh, yes. I love that. And, and knowing what the gift was of having that belief system. Thank you. It brought me radical self-determination and it brought me radical self-belief and I'm so grateful for that and I'm letting that go now because it's actually not empowering me into the version of me that I'm becoming I need a new set of beliefs that are going to do that yeah and I had a really amazing experience on um, the Monday just been where I did like an online therapy session with someone I met on my life coaching course. Um, Amazing. And it was emotional freedom technique. Oh, EFT? Yeah. The tapping? Yeah. Oh, my God, I just learned about this this week. Tell me your experience. Oh, it was like I had a breakdown. Well, I I won't say breakdown. Breakthrough. Yes, yes. During it. Yes. Um, So what I realized I created... I created this, uh, I suppose, coping mechanism in my life, which we've now labelled as um, Shane's circle of self-sabotage. Yeah. Um, so Shane's like my my given name um, and my name that I run my business by and everything like that. But what I like to do a lot of the time is any of the, the I suppose, bad things that happen in my life, I understand that that was Shane, whereas Slay is like my true authentic version, higher power version of myself, if mm, that makes sense. Yes. Um, so, yeah, so that was all Shane's kind of circle of self-sabotage where when I was getting, you know, torn down every day of my life, I got to a stage where I was like, well, if I beat myself up first, other people when they do it, it won't hurt me, Mm. which developed this coping mechanism of basically constantly criticizing myself, putting myself down. And during this session, had this kind of breakthrough realization that I'm still doing that to this day. The difference is I don't actually have people in my life that are trying to tear me down. People are trying to build me up, Mm -hmm. but I don't hear that because I'm still saying you're not enough. You're not worthy. Mm. And I was just like, what a horrible belief system to have like created and like the circle of self-sabotage is really nasty yeah so now I'm trying to move forward with that and understand that it was something I needed in my life it had a purpose it had a fit it protected me during certain stages Mm -hmm. where I was able to I guess block out the hurt from other people but it's no longer serving me and it's actually holding me back Yes. Um, and yeah, just doing like the tapping technique, which taps into the meridians and energy systems and the fascia. Uh, yeah, it was really powerful. I felt really empowered afterwards mm. and I definitely felt, um, a heaviness going into the session and in certain areas of my body. And afterwards that heaviness had, had lifted. And so I could, I could feel that some of that energy had shifted and moved away, which was amazing yeah it was it was a really cool experience that's so empowering i'm so excited for you and what this is going to mean going forward like that internal dialogue can be so harmful when you've got these nudges to go and express yourself and unapologetically be you and then you've got this internal chatter going on like i'm not good enough i'm not going to win like whatever that internal beating yourself up to be on the journey of freeing yourself from that. I'm just so excited to witness what this next chapter is and be right by your side cheering you on. I 
just learned about EFT this week too through my intuitive impact mastermind with Hella Weston that I'm in a group coaching program and the thing that changed the game for me with this was like I get to see here and understand my feelings I don't need somebody outside of me to see here and understand me if I'm feeling like I'm not heard like I'm not seen like I'm not understood it starts with me doing that for me and processing that emotion. So often a a pattern I've got is around overwhelm. And that too is a bit of a self-sabotage. Like things are going really great. We're expanding, we're growing. Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed, you know? And then it's my (laughs) ego playing these fucking games. Oh, I'm like, welcome to the church of overwhelmed people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the front row being like, Bridget, no. And so just even being able to sit down and go, yep, I see here and understand that overwhelm is here, you know? And just afterwards doing the tapping, I was just able to let the charge that was with that feeling and belief and everything just dissipate. And it was just like, I can say, like, I'm overwhelmed. There's no charge. And then I look like, am I really overwhelmed? Am I really overcommitted? No, we're growing. And I'm just like feeling empowered to get back to it, you know? So I love that you've touched on EFT. That's so beautiful. Um, and for anyone listening, you might want to jump on YouTube and see if you can find a video, a bit of introductory, a bit of basics, if you're feeling called to and see what EFT might be able to do for you. I think like one of the things I really noticed about it is it's really confronting because the that chatter in our head and the things that are in our head, we don't say those out loud. Mm. And during this therapy, you have to repeat your beliefs over and over. So sitting there, tapping myself, saying out loud over and over, I'm a piece of shit. I'm not good enough. I'm worthy. I don't deserve happiness. And just going, like you're hearing it and you're like, this is toxic shit. And so when you're at the end going, I am good enough. I'm more than good enough. Mm. I am worthy. I am amazing. Like it's, it's one of those times where... I've done activities like that in the past and you feel like you're just saying it for the sake of saying it. But mm. it actually was like, once you start saying it over and over, and this is why, you know, things like um, positive affirmations or like having a what you're grateful for journal or whatever your mm. coping mechanism might be, seeing the power in that and just reminding like how important it is to just affirm ourselves Mm. especially if you're someone like myself who is hungry for it Mm. I'm like I need people to be like you're amazing Mm. and you can't always get that so I'm like as long as I can be my biggest cheerleader Mm. and tell myself all those amazing things like yes bitch slay yes do it yes then I'm like, the power's there. Yes. And you hold the power then. That's about you reclaiming your power rather than giving it away. I think it's so interesting. Like I was talking with a friend the other day just about creating space between what's going on internally. And often we don't realize that we attach so much reason and meaning and story to the chatter. For example, um, you know, experiencing anxious thoughts, it's can be so consuming and overwhelming. And then you believe what you're hearing and then it becomes a feeling. And then you start acting in a way that's connected to what you're feeling and what you're thinking. And we were just talking about how you can make space between your thoughts and your feelings by just using 
the words, that's interesting. And taking a step back to actually observe what's going on and realize that you are not that, but it's something that you are experiencing in a moment. And if you can make some space between it, oh, that's interesting. Thought, I'm not good enough. Thought, I can never do anything right. Thought, I'm never going to be me. Thought, whatever. Just make some space. That's interesting. And then you get to discover, I'm actually not that. Okay, so if I'm not that thought, I'm not that feeling, who am I and what will I choose to become, which is what you're talking about with affirmations. It's like, well, if I can make some space and go, oh, that's interesting, I'm going to call in instead, I am enough. And what does it feel like to really pick that belief up and try it on? What kind of thoughts do I have when I know I am enough? What are my feelings? And then how do I act and show up in the world? What does that bring up for you? Is well, that I something think, you've been able to experience? I think like looking at, like going back to, I suppose, the whole like that's interesting and making space to actually do that sort of thing. It's like getting into that conscious state to start off with because so much time totally. that negative self-talk and that toxicity is happening without us not even actually realizing and it's constantly there to a degree Mm. and that's where I find working on ourselves is what allows us to be conscious and then actually acknowledge it um and I've spoken in the past about how at times I've given that negative self-talk a name and I don't want to like give it a name right now because I don't want anyone listening to be like that's offensive that's my name but Mm. what I've what I've noticed is if I if I make it almost like metaphysical um so it might be based off like a villain off a movie Mm. or someone I don't like off a tv show or someone who I'm just like oh your energy is bad Mm. and so I can actually acknowledge it as this whole different being and this whole different person and just I be love like, that. shut up. Yeah, I You're love not that. like, you weren't invited to this party. <laughs> Take several seats. <laughs> like, I'm not even acknowledging you anymore because you're just foul. Yeah. Like, piss off. I'm done. Personifying so powerful. But it comes back to you have to allow space for that. And, you know, we... I think especially people like ourselves and anyone out there who is in a space of like trying to be transformative and create space for others. It's, it's a busy life, right? Mm. And you, you're taking a lot of time to build up others and do everything for everyone else that, that, that busyness takes us away from our consciousness. Mm. So I'm currently kind of not kind of, I'm currently trying to figure out what my self care plan looks like now and how to start my day each day with that consciousness with those positive Mm -hmm. affirmations with doing the things that I need to do to get myself in a good mental headspace to not just get through the day but to go into the day being like all I'm all I'm gonna do today is win just Mm. win 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 (laughs) but to go into the day with that headspace those those self-care routines have to come into play Mm, beautiful spaciousness for consciousness yes because mm, the wow. thing is if we just get up and go mm. and do all of the stuff it needs doing we don't actually take that time out to set yourself up for success yeah and that's it yeah scaffold for success or it's actually like training your mind to focus on what are we going to be focusing on today if we just are like waking up and going with whatever thoughts are floating in you know 
it's really about training your mind to know you know you're you're running the ship you've got the pen you're writing the story and saying oh good morning this is what we'll be focusing on today and then you'll notice the thoughts will get in line (laughs) you'll notice outside of your mind as well what you're going to be drawn into to support the vision that you've set in the morning or the goal that you set in the morning. It's a really powerful practice. And because I found from previous ex- experiences, and I guess going along with delving back into that darkness to find the light, when I've been in places in my life where I've been really career focused and successful in that aspect, and so working really long days and doing all this amazing stuff all week, it would get to the weekend. I hadn't taken any time to be conscious or any of that. Mm. So what happens is like on a Saturday morning, I would wake up and all my feelings would be like, hey, babes, (laughs) Um, we need to talk. (laughs) And then all of that would hit me. And it would literally take the whole weekend of being home alone by myself to like recover from that Mm. kind of wave of emotion and all of that negative self-talk being like it's saturday it's Mm. party time let's hate on ourselves uh and so now i'm realizing that that's not a healthy routine to have and that's where like my exhaustion kicks in from that emotional overload so Mm. i'm like i i've now realized that and it's something i've spoken about in the past because of my i suppose how my brain functions I'm not someone who is naturally happy. I'm not someone who's naturally optimistic. Um, I actually have, like a, I suppose, like a lot of negative belief systems that have led to that. Mm. So I know that happiness is something that I'm not given. And so it's something that unless I work for every day, mm. it doesn't come, mm. which is why I have to have such a, I suppose, elaborate plan of how I can really set myself up for success to have a happy, healthy life and including all of that in my daily. Mm. And when I don't, then all of those feelings of darkness and that negativity just comes flowing back. Mm. So it's for me, it's going, okay, what do I need to do today? What do I need to do tomorrow? What do I need to do this week? What do I need to do this month? Mm. That is going to help me feel a little bit better, feel mm. a little bit happier, and move me in the right direction towards being natural, authentic version of myself. That's so beautiful. And so much self-leadership with that as well. Like often we can feel really helpless and overwhelmed with our well-being and it's like waiting for someone to come and save us with it as well. And I know definitely in my earlier days with bipolar and schizophrenia, anxiety, depression, it was just like, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get through this? And then when I realized that I could tune in, would tune into my body and be like, what do I need spiritually? What do I need? Okay, cool. I'm going to jot that down. Physically, what do I need? Just tune into my intuition. Tune into my body. Okay, thinking about community, Fano connections. What do I need? Where am I really feeling called to connect? And then thinking about the environment. All the different pieces of the puzzle that make great well-being. And I realized, like, where do we go to get, like, a well-being plan? And I'm like, actually... I get to lead what I need and make it myself. And that's really beautiful to hear that that's been part of your practice. Can you see over time where that's maybe shifted, where initially, you know, uh, physical well-being may have been like, let's get eight hours sleep and drink two liters of water and then may progress into, okay, I want to move my body three times a week. 
What's that journey been like for you, noticing how your well-being plan evolves as you create the discipline and practice around getting the foundations right? Well, I think for me, like up until 2012, when I was 20, 21-ish, I'm not good with maths, mm. never claimed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine, I'm too busy being pretty. Um, you can't have it all. I can't have it all, you know. Or can you? No. I, can't, I can't be the beauty queen and um, valedictorian, that's fine. Um, so for me, up until 2012, which is, was the most significant year of my life, I lived in a space of like chronic depression, chronic anxiety, uh, drug abuse, being a full-blown alcoholic, all of that terrible stuff, got myself into a really horrible relationship with a very dangerous person. And into 2012, we'd separated, but there was obviously still a lot going on. Um, Long story short, he ended up going to jail for murder. And I had a complete, uh, I suppose, mental breakdown, as the best way to describe it. Uh, Just lost all sense of, I suppose, consciousness uh and did some stuff and basically woke up in hospital um after having surgery and being told that I was being admitted to the Henry Romanai Bennett Centre uh and that I was you know had tried to take my life and had done a really good job of it and so I wasn't allowed to go back out into the community and I remember being in like my little white room and the first week I couldn't even function just because of the amount of stuff I'd put in my body. And it was a few weeks into it. I just had this moment of, I suppose, realization where I was like, okay, cool. So what's going to happen? I'm going to get out. I'm going to go back to the same patterns. I'm just going to treat myself like shit. And yeah, I probably will try and kill myself again because I have not enjoyed my life at all. It's been toxic and horrible and full of yuck. Mm-hmm. Um, or I was like, or I can go out there and try like, try seeing what success could look like for me Mm. and so when I got out I was like cool I'm going to try some new stuff and ended up going to the gym and going to a dance class and loved it uh and so that was where I guess like my original well-being plan came from I I made this huge discovery around the power of exercise or movement Mm. and how it made me feel better about myself Mm. um which led to me then going off and studying and getting a certificate in exercise and a degree in sports science which is for me such an ironic moment because I was the kid at high school that literally was like sorry I can't play sports today I've got my period as a like male Mm. uh and you know everyone else would be playing sports and I'm down in the back of the field like doing shots smoking a joint, living my best life at the time, what I thought was healthy. Yeah. Uh, so then to go on and become like someone that was teaching people about exercise was quite ironic. But I found all this power in it. And then moving through that, um, came up with my own belief systems in there. And that all went really well for ages. Um, but I think it kind of all came to a head uh, around the start of COVID where I had just taken on so much. And I when it all fell apart and everything got removed, I was like, oh God, my identity has been stripped. Like, who am I? And uh, through last year, taking a quick, uh, taking a complete career break and not being involved with well-being at all, uh, I started to realize that I hadn't actually done anything to fix myself. Like I hadn't moved. All those same feelings were still there. All I did was I got really busy and got really successful and created this really determined person who was just like, I'm going to go out there and achieve everything and win every award and Mm. be on every stage and, you know, Mm. be the first name on everyone's lips kind of thing. 
but I hadn't actually dealt with any of the darkness and the demons and the trauma. And so I think last year probably was my toughest year where I felt myself really slip back into negative headspaces and just not loving myself and not feeling it. And so now, um, this time around, I've really been working on the last few months now that I'm kind of getting back into the wellbeing industry is understanding that I actually have to, so it's like so easy, but I actually have to do what I tell other people to do. Mm. Like I run workshops around well-being and explain to people the function of Tifari Tapafa mm. and how people come up with their own definitions of what well-being means to them and what, you know, physical activity means to them and all of these different things, but I didn't do it myself. Mm. And I solely focused on the exercise part of it. And so now I'm understanding that I'm a pretty complex human that needs a lot of uh, tools in my life to look after myself. And there's a lot of things that I need to do to, I suppose, build myself up and look after myself. So like I've been really tapping into my spirituality again recently, something Mm. I did a few years ago and then it all came to me and I felt really overwhelmed by it all. Mm. And so I kind of like shut it off, which I think instantly created an unhealthy space for me Mm. um and the biggest thing for me at the moment i would say is you know in the past i'd be like cool i need like you said i need to get this many hours sleep i need to exercise this much today these are this is my calorie intake i need to do this much work like it was very um it was that very masculine energy around Mm. what success looks like Mm. so structured strategic all of that whereas now i'm like trying my hardest to channel my feminine energy Mm. which is what comes to me naturally but because of my like internalized homophobia Mm. uh i try and block it out i Mm. guess and so now i'm just like actually like this is who i am fuck yes channel my intuition channel that feminine energy go with the flow a bit more um tap into all of the things that are coming at me and understand that there's a reason and a purpose for it yes and so now my strategy is more around okay, rather than concentrating on all of that kind of masculine structure and all of that, kind of letting my feminine side and my feminine energy lead me. Beautiful. And then understanding that my masculine side and my masculine energy has a purpose and it is needed Mm. because if I don't have structure, then I'm not actually going to move forward or get anywhere. Yes. But not letting it take over. So it's it's kind of uh, at the moment really learning to understand that relationship trust my gut trust my intuition because i find when i do that's when i'm like oh that voice is shut up oh i feel really good today oh what a surprise Mm. you know (laughs) (laughs) like oh isn't it funny that how when i do the stuff that i've been telling other people to do for years and Mm. educating others about when i do it myself it actually works and i feel like my authentic self is like what a surprise what a surprise who saw that one coming And you're so worthy of it as well. You know, often we find ourselves wanting to give the world something that we also need to give ourselves and that when we get to give it to ourselves and overcome some of those limiting beliefs around worthiness and um, just really honouring that we are a vessel for um, for good. You know, when we can surrender into our purpose and our calling and be of service to others, we also in that journey get to discover that we can fill up our own cups and that from a place of abundance, we can then fill up other people's cups and it not be 
a cycle of self-destruction. It can actually be really healing in service of others, but from an abundant place. And I think that that's something that I'm so aware of with this whole personal development, well-being world where like everyone wants to talk about these different things. And it's like, well, I find the most transformational change happens when someone truly embodies the thing because it's from that place of like experience, lived experience that it's just going to land in such a deeper way when sharing and teaching with others. So it's so beautiful to hear that you are so in integrity with that right now. And I'm so excited to see what that means for your clients and for your communities. And I think it's really important as well to acknowledge that it is really hard. Like it's not, it's not just this like light bulb moment where you're like, oh, I'm just going to feed into all the positivity and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's, that can be really toxic. Hey, like well, that toxic positivity stuff. Yeah. It's, and it, it's hard to negotiate at all. I think kind of a big, a big part of what's helped me with it is, um, I did a life coaching qualification, um, at the start of February. And they were talking about the fact that the people running the course also do hypnotherapy and a lot of their clients are quit smoking clients. And they said the biggest issue they had is a lot of people with quitting smoking was like a loss of identity. Like it's like, oh, it's made me the bad boy, whatever it might be. And if I'm not a smoker, am I still that? Mm. And that was kind of like a breakthrough moment for me. And then I was having a, a conversation. So we paired up with people when we had turns just coaching each other. And I was talking about the fact that I've never really accessed therapy or counselling or any of that sort of stuff because in the way it came out, I was just like, I'm too complex. It will be not be like a counsellor that's able to fix me. And then when she flipped it all on its head and said to me, she's like, this is actually about the fact that you don't believe you can be fixed. And I was like, wow, that is really powerful. It's like you've built this self-belief system that is just like you are who you are you're broken you're a victim but life's okay because i'm doing my best to help and support and fix everyone else Mm. and then she was like what if like what would happen if you decided that like you are worthy of going out there and getting help to move through that past trauma and to break those belief systems and realize that you are fixable and you are worth it. And I was like, oh yeah, like, I guess I could give that a go. Um, But you know, it it sounds so easy in a sentence or on paper, but actually doing it. Oh, what a challenge. Mm -hmm. And you know, like I said, with that EFT session on Monday, the same thing, those same belief systems come through and it's just Mm -hmm. like, okay. And so now I'm understanding that it's like, I'm going to have to work at this every day, probably for the rest of my life. But I also have a belief system in place is that everything that is worth anything in life, you have to work for. Mm. So I'm like, if I have to spend the rest of my life working to create this new belief system and reinforcing that in my life, and if it is hard work, not beating myself up that it's tiring and exhausting and overwhelming and actually feeding into it and feeding into that positive stuff that comes out of it. Mm. I feel like a lot of people listening may be able to relate to that of like, I am worthy of getting support to move through my trauma, whether that's big T trauma, little T trauma, whatever your trauma looks like. Um, I feel like there's definitely conversations that I've had with young people that are like, oh, I didn't really have anything that bad happen to me or I don't want to take out resources 
you know, because I don't think that my thing's that big. But it doesn't matter whether it's big or small. That's just a judgment on what your experience has been. It's so important to recognize and realize you're so worthy of getting the support and the therapy and the coaching and the mentorship and the friendship and the cheerleaders around you to really work through what it is that's holding you back so that you get to unapologetically be you and follow your dreams, turn your light on and live in the potential of what it is to be you authentically expressed. So if you're listening and you are someone who is in that space, this is your sign from the universe. (laughs) This is your nudge to reach out and, and just know that you matter and you're so worthy of getting that support. I want to dive into what's alive for you right now. Um, what's alive for me right now? Um, I think me. In a in a sense that I think for the last twelve to eighteen months, I felt I felt almost dead. <laughs> to to put it into words, I felt I felt disconnected from myself. I didn't feel that happiness. I couldn't figure out who I was anymore. There was just so much lost. I'm like, I think the words I've used the most in the last kind of six months were lost, blocked, broken. Mm. Just, and not ways to describe life in a good way. So I think for me, like looking at what's alive at the moment is I'm starting to have some of those like soul-filling kind of light-up situations come back into my life. Because um, I had so much fear about kind of coming back into this industry and not being able to do it anymore or just that because I didn't have the proof anymore I was like oh I I I can't do this I can't do it anymore I can't do it anymore and then having those like little wins lately I'm kind of like okay like I'm starting to feel better um where I've been able to like relaunch my business and have some success with that and I've got some amazing opportunities coming up um I've just landed myself an amazing new part-time role uh, which is just such an opportunity for me to to really create magic um, and use use my experiences to help a lot of other people in a really like positive way. Um, so I'm starting next week as the education coordinator for Waikato Queer Youth. Mm, shout out Wacky! Yes, and uh, it's an organisation that I've been involved with a lot in the past and volunteered as a youth mentor and did education facilitation for them. Uh, and then when career got busy and there was clashes, I kind of had to like leave that. And I definitely found that once I left that space, there was a lot of, I suppose, identity issues for me because uh, I felt like a disconnection from my my queer takatapui whanau. Uh, and so when this when this job was advertised, I was like, this job description is describing me and it's everything I want and everything I need. And I remember the day I went into the interview, I was like really concentrating on that self-talk we've been discussing in this and just really talking about to myself about abundance and that I deserved it and I was going to go into the interview and I was going to absolutely slay it because that's mm. my name and that's what I do because mm. I'm a boss bitch, right? Yes! So I went in and slayed it. That found, felt great. And then the following week I woke up one day and I was like, oh, I haven't heard anything about that job. And I was like, why don't I just manifest it? Why don't I just tell myself that today I'm getting a phone call and I'm getting that job? And 
so I did that. I sat there and I told myself that and I went into it and I went and had coffee with a friend that morning and she's like, have you heard anything? And I was like, no, but I'm hearing today that I got the job. And she's very a soul sister like us. So she was like, I love that you're doing this and this is awesome. And then I was driving home and found out and I was just like, it was such a, such a, once again, that it was really powerful moment where I was like, oh my God, like other people believe in me as much as I believe in myself. Mm. And I was like, I obviously must be the right fit if they've chosen me. And so now I have this amazing opportunity to move into this newly created role where I'm able to create so much space and so much support for queer communities. And it's just, it's a real honor. So I think for me, that's probably like what's alive for me right now is me working on myself and then me moving into this new role where I get to yeah create magic and do amazing things. Oh, I'm so excited for you. It's going to be so powerful. I want to explore what it means to turn your light on. I'd love to know what your definition is of turning your light on and how you know that you're unapologetically being you. Um, for me, it's quite, this, this is probably like the easiest thing for me to answer and explain about myself because I know myself in this light really well. So for me, turning my light on is your like headlight on a stage. So for me, like life is a performance and I am my true authentic self when I am performing and people, when you say performing, they instantly go like, oh, is that like acting or singing and dancing? And I'm like, for me, it's everything, right? So right now, like this to me is a performance mm -hmm. because I'm giving the best, most authentic version of myself that I can be right in this moment. Mm -hmm. And hopefully this is going to give people some inspiration, some motivation, chuck in a little bit of entertainment with it. Mm -hmm. And that's it for me. Like life is a stage, life is a performance. And for me, my light on is when I'm in that space. Mm -hmm. So whether that is doing an interview, whether it's facilitating, whether it's having a conversation with someone where I can inspire them, any opportunity that I feel like I'm performing, mm -hmm. any opportunity where I feel like I'm on a stage, that's when I feel like my light is on and that's when the best version of myself comes through mm. and afterwards is just that feeling of like euphoria and amazingness and looking back at every situation in my life where I felt my best in one way shape or form it has been some sort of performance some sort of stage mm. some sort of moment where that spotlight is on me and I'm like you know expressed belting out this beautiful musical number or doing mm. doing a death drop or winning a Grammy. Love it, love it. And that's it. And for ages, I think, you know, people dulled that light. And yeah. once again, when Shane's circle of self-sabotage kicks in, I would dull that light. Yeah. Um, but now I'm, like, really aware of, like, when I put myself in front of people, that's when I, like, absolutely excel. Mm. And when I excel, I feel happy. And when I feel happy... I'm my true authentic self because when happiness kicks in, it's such a powerful thing, right? Because mm. it melts away like all of that, yeah. that armor, mm. that chaos, that like, and that's when I'm like, I don't actually give a flying fuck about what people think about me because I know right now in this moment, I am slaying it. Amazing. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful to really own, especially in New Zealand. I'm, I'm originally from Australia and, Something I've really noticed here is the tall poppy syndrome. If someone shines a little bit too bright, I think people like to just bring it back down a few notches or, 
and and I think there's good intentions most of the time because what I do love about Aotearoa is just the beautiful humbleness that's really present with people as well and I think there's just such a space for people to shine bright and it be not be made bad and not be made anything other than amazing you're doing you you know like what can we do to make that light shine a bit brighter and by doing so we all are shining brighter and I think that's really beautiful to hear you just say it and claim it and just be like you know what and I've seen you I've seen you on stage I've seen you facilitate I've seen you coach and train I've seen you educate and there is a magic about it that I just can't put into words, which is why I wanted to interview you on the podcast. It really is like transformative. It Um, is. And it's not just about you. It's about you channeling your unique gifts and sharing them with the world and inspiring people. It's incredible. Well, it's the thing. Like I don't, I don't do all of the stuff I do because I'm like, I can leave a stage and be like, yes, I was amazing. I feel great about myself. It's those conversations afterwards where people are like, I got so much out of that. You do not know how much I needed that. Mm -hmm. That's what makes me feel good. Like that is like, yay, I've managed to fill someone's cup. Because it is like New Zealand, that tall poppy syndrome is so, so prevalent. Mm -hmm. It's actually really easy to fall into. I know at times, even recently, there's been situations where I've seen someone doing what I do really well. And I'm like threatened like there's bias that I bring into it there's me going like oh you know like looking at them and and there's that little bit of a mindset that kind of starts doing stuff to cut those other people down Mm. and then that's where I think a positive attribute that I've got is I always try and anything that negative that comes in I try and flip it on his head as quickly as possible Mm. and I go well actually I'm like I left this scene. I allowed space for other people to do this and now they're excelling and that's amazing. Mm. And I'm like, if that is, you know, bringing up that mirror for me, if it is triggering me, then I'm like, there's no benefit in me critiquing them in my head. There's no Mm. benefit in me cutting those people down. Mm. What I can do is go, okay, well, I just need to keep being me Mm. and keep getting back into being my true authentic self. That's it. So that they're going, wow, you're amazing at what you do. Like Mm. maybe we can learn off each other. Maybe we can collaborate. Maybe we can grow together. Because I'm like, there's so much space for transformation in this world. There's so much space for magic. And I don't need to cut other people down to achieve that. Oh my gosh, this has been such a transformational shift mindset wise. It's like, there is enough room for us all to shine. You get to shine. I get to shine. We all get to shine. It's not like there's like a limited amount of space to have people unapologetically be themselves with their light on. It's like there is an abundance of space. And when we can really sit in that space and move out of scarcity, move out of not enoughness, move out of competition and be in collaboration and abundance, there's just like powerful possibilities that exist on the other side. And something I'm really, really passionate about, really tuning into different spaces and places I'm in and going, actually, do I have scarcity mindset or abundance mindset? Are we thinking about infinite possibilities or competition? You know, and it's just like a real reframe to go, wow, I'm going to show up in the space in a way that makes a path for infinite possibility where everyone has room to shine bright. And that is fucking magic i love it (laughs) i think i'm really lucky recently i've been discovering strength finders for a 
a few different sources. So it came into my life in abundance in the last six weeks. Amazing. And finding out like what my strengths are and then Tell understanding me. them. Yes. Um, so my number one, which really surprised me, is strategic, where I was kind of like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But now that I'm understanding it a lot better and where it looks at in my life, which is the fact that sometimes it is a negative space where I overthink stuff because that's my strategic side going but what if this happens, but what if this happens, but what if this happens? Mm. But then also understanding it's what it's, for me, strategic is once again that masculine energy. Mm. And so for me, it's never, as long as I don't allow it to be the first part of my process, I'm good. Beautiful. And so looking at one of them is competition. And so that's where that kind of tall poppy stuff can come in. Mm. But I've also realized I'm like, it sounds really cheesy, but I'm like, the only person I'm competing with is myself. Mm. I want to be a better version of myself. I want to keep developing my skills and keep getting more confident and keep like getting this bigger spotlight, bigger stage, bigger audience, giving bigger performances. Mm. And that's where that competition kicks in for me. So I'm like, that's really good. Also understanding that my others are futuristic, which totally makes sense for me because I'm always looking at, okay, how can I make this better? How can I do better? How can I be happier? It all flows back into my career, my looking after myself, all of that. Um, and so, yeah, with with getting into Strength Finders and understanding what my top strengths are, it's really given me a lot of insight into why my brain works the way it works and understanding that any process I go into, futuristic has to be my first strength to kick in. Because if I can't see that bigger picture, if I can't see like how this is going to change the world or change my life or make something, mm. then I don't see the buy-in. Mm. And so therefore my competition doesn't kick in, my activator doesn't kick in, my strategic doesn't kick in because it's not going, I'm not going to put all this work in unless I can see like where we're going. Mm. And so understanding that now, I can now go into a situation which I wouldn't have in the past and gone for example with this new role with, with um, being the education coordinator I'm going into it with my futuristic mindset so going in next week going right let's sit down and look at where where we see this going let's not start with this is what we need to do now to make things happen let's mm. look at big picture thinking what's the dream what do mm. we want to achieve then my strategic brain can kick in and go okay cool so now how do we get there mm. so it's been such an empowering thing because mm. I'm just like and I'm like now I'm like I want everyone to know what their strengths are <laughs> yeah because I'm just like it's, it's it's so empowering right and you can develop your top five strengths by 80 percent, and you can develop your bottom five you know maybe you want to frame them as your weaknesses or your, your spaces for growth by 20%. And so the Gallup Strength Finder is just such a powerful tool to be like, name it and claim it. This is what you bring into the world in this space and time. How can you grow these and be of service and create impact and, and live a purpose-driven life you love from this space rather than focusing on those bottom ones? And for me, my top two are um, at the moment connect connectedness and futuristic which can often mean that we're dreaming up in the school a little bit too much a little bit too much and so that's (laughs) that's the basement but it also means that um yeah you know there's a really amazing opportunity for me to bring a different perspective into different conversations and how do I get to build off that rather than looking at my bottom two which is consistency and focus and beat myself up about not being yeah. very I love it we both have focus at our bottom two 
Mine's focus and context. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which did not surprise me once I understood what they were. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Gosh. I'm like, girl hasn't got time for all of that behind the scenes. Yeah. It's like, I'm a, you know. And because for me, like, my other top five is communication. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I'm not surprised there. And, yeah, just seeing the beauty of how, like, we all have these strengths and, you know, what other ones that drive us and how do they mesh in nicely together mm. to create just amazingness and magic going forward. Totally. So if you're listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really keen to discover what my strengths are, this is called the Gallup's Strength Finder. There are 34 strengths in this kind of kete of a process. And I think it's like one in a million or whatever it is. Like the, your unique top five or your unique arrangement of the 34 is... Um, really unique to you and so i'd encourage you i think there's a free version or like a 20 dollar version and then there's like a hundred dollar version for the full set but even to just start with the free or low-cost version and just get familiar with what they are and how they show up in your life it's a really empowering tool to give yourself a permission slip to unapologetically be you well i think it el- eliminates a lot of self-doubt because you start to understand your brain totally. and it is it's truly it's like a fingerprint it's like dna it's unique to you and it helps you understand like okay these are the things i'm great at so let me lean into those mm. these are the things that i'm like eh, mm. aren't my best things mm. so why put the energy into doing something i'm not great at why concentrate on my weaknesses mm. like just go for gold love it Beautiful. What's been your biggest unlearning slay? Um, for me, it is, I think it's belief systems. Um, What's a belief system? It's our, our belief of how we should be in the world, I think, is how I, I justify it or see it. Mm-hmm. So, like, growing up as a queer person in a small town there are some really horrible belief systems that were created around me and told to me that I carried throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, especially around being gay and being feminine and that just being wrong, mm-hmm. like that just being like a no. Um, and so from that, it created this like internalized homophobia and doing so many things in the past to try and be a boy um, and like doing some really unhealthy stupid stuff like legally taking testosterone injections to try and make myself more masculine so that I could fit into people's gender boxes and all of that sort of stuff um and so for me like as an adult it's taken me a long time to actually be comfortable with being gay uh I honestly would not say I'm 100% there yet um and the struggle for me has been around gender i honestly think if i was if i was say a young person now uh there would be a much higher pol- possibility that i would move into transitioning and and becoming a woman because that's how i feel more driven and that's when i talk about as well like i have for me the way i look at it is I'm in a place now where I just have to learn how to love who I am and understand that that's different to other people. And when we look at the spectrum of gender with one end being hyper-masculine, one end being hyper-feminine, but I don't sit in the middle. So, for example, I have a day where I wake up and I might feel really hyper-masculine and so I've shifted towards that end. 
and that's fine and that's okay but then there's other times where i wake up and i feel hyper feminine or those feminine parts of me are channeled um and so i guess from an outside perspective that really challenges people's mindsets because sometimes i might like turn up presenting myself in a certain way and that might be hyper masculine for example you know like hoodie shorts like just not putting any of my glow on, mm. not doing anything to make myself stand out. Um, and people are like, oh, like this saddens me because it looks like you're hiding yourself and all of that. And I'm like, no, this is just the energy I'm feeling today. Mm. Like if I was feeling that way and chucked on a pair of heels and like cinched my hair back as tight as I could and just did all of that stuff that helps me channel that feminine energy, I'd feel really out of my comfort zone and I'd feel uncomfortable. Same thing as like, I've had situations where I've been really in tune with my feminine side and I've been put into a situation where I've been felt that I have to be more masculine and it's felt disgusting. Like it's just yuck. Mm. So I think for me, really understanding that I have this belief system around gender and sexuality and even though my beliefs don't fit into that belief system, it was implanted as me as a child in a small town mm-hmm. going like, you need to be straight, you're a boy, you need to do masculine things, all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, actually, it's all of my feminine attributes that feed into my strengths, that feed into me being my true authentic self. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I do my best because... Mm-hmm. When I'm facilitating, when I'm coaching, all of that sort of stuff, I'm channeling into that, like, strong inner feminine energy that I have, and that's what comes through. It's never the masculine side that comes out when I'm doing my best. Mm -hmm. So that's where it comes back to me identifying as Takatapu, your two spirit, and understanding that I'm, like, I'm male, I'm female, I'm I'm a bit of both. The balance changes day by day. And I need to stop caring about that fitting into other people's belief systems. And I need to just acknowledge it and be happy with it. And it it is such a struggle, but I'm really working at the moment to just go, you know what, it is what it is and I am who I am. And when I let down the barriers that those belief systems have created, I feel really good. Mm. Like, even now I can feel that during this whole interview, like, the more we've talked, I can already feel that I'm, my feminine energy is coming through a lot more, and you, obviously, you can't see it if you're listening, but I'm becoming more animated and Mm. a little bit more sassy, and... (laughs) Because that true yeah. authentic version of me is coming through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd say that's been my biggest my biggest unlearning that I'm still working on is that um unfortunately, like being a kid that grew up in the nineties, uh, New Zealand was very backwards mm. at that stage in regards to like gender, sexuality. Um mm. it, it was all you have to you have to fit in this box or you're not good enough, you're not and there actually was no option it was like you don't get to go outside the box you're gonna sit in that box yeah yeah. and that that in itself creates trauma oh totally it's toxic and your ability to now grab the pen write a new story realize the whakapapa or the history of where that belief system came from release it be grateful for the gifts that came from it 
like radical self-belief you know your unique expression of who you are and that's been channeled through all these gifts you have to serve through facilitation and coaching and speaking and talking and educating and then now like what I love about what I'm hearing is your ability to get yourself in the driver's seat and realize as an adult as someone that's navigating my quarter life crisis or navigated my quarter life crisis I'm back in the driver's seat and I know that I'm taking a turn off this road that is no longer serving me and writing a new belief system that's going to empower me to grow into and remember who I am and know that I matter, know that I'm perfect as I am without all of that conditioning. And I think that's really beautiful. And I think like for me at the moment, I know I'm in this really beautiful transformative space where I'm going, okay, well, I just need to let go of all those belief systems and all of that that's created me because all it's done is it's it stopped me from finding happiness mm. in myself. Mm. And so, yeah, I would say I'm definitely like navigating at the moment, uh, but I think I'm in the most transformative space I've ever been in. Yes. And that's what's important because now I've, I've, like you said, I've taken control again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is my story, damn it. Yes. My show, my stage, yes. I'm the narrator, I'm like, I'm not part of the ensemble cast, I'm like the fucking lead. And But we need the ensemble. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Always need the support. But yeah, I'm like, no, this this is mine. Like yes. this is my life. Whoop, whoop. Let's go. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Mm. Mm. Having a bath in that. Mm. <laughs> mm. 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 No. <laughs> and it's fun you get to enjoy it you know it's like yeah something that feels so alive for me right now is just like when you get back in the driver's seat and you realize you're holding the pen writing the chapter you're just like oh my gosh okay what am I gonna write and for me right now that's like life is fun and pleasurable you know, like we can do the heavy lifting and the inner work and talk about trauma and we can go and, you know, let go of limiting beliefs and call in new things. And I'm going to have fucking fun. You know, I'm going to go get a pedicure and get the bright pink nail polish. I'm going to go and play Monopoly deal tonight because it's just going to be fun. You know, I'm going to go and pull out the paintbrushes and the paint and paint a picture And whatever it is, it's amazing. You know, it doesn't need to win a fucking award. It's just cute and fun, you know? And I'm, like, really in that right now because there's been, like, a lot of, like, excavation and inner work and all this stuff, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that and I can have fun because life is a fucking joy. I'm looking for the joy. I'm calling it in and I'm experiencing it at the same time as, yeah, facing off with some of the stuff. So... I want to ask one last question, which is what piece of advice would you give your younger self or someone navigating their quarter life crisis, trying to figure out how the fuck they are going to unapologetically be themselves, follow their dreams and just do them. What advice do you have? Oh, where do I get started? Because <laughs> um, it's kind of like, you know, that whole, like, if you could go back in time, what would you change? I truly don't think I'd change anything because mm. it's led me to who I am today. 
and I think that is a pretty amazing person and that's a person that I'm trying really hard to fall in love with mm. um I would say a lot of the time I guess my piece of advice will be like don't put yourself on the back burner don't be doing what I'm doing which is coming up 32 and finally realizing these belief systems you created that trauma happened to me in so many situations in my life um up to well for like 20 odd years trauma came in and i put myself on the back burner when it happened which basically meant that trauma was never unpacked which means that it's always with me Mm. and it has stopped me it hasn't stopped me from succeeding because I'm determined and I've succeeded. But what it's done is it's stopped me from enjoying the success, mm. right? Mm. So when life throws shit at you, and it will, mm. like life is a little bit of a bitch sometimes, it will throw shit at you. It will do things to you that you don't deserve. Things happen in our lives that we did not manifest for ourselves. We didn't ask for mm. uh and what happens is if we don't understand it, we sometimes just push it to the side. Mm. And that's what I've spoken about is like I spent the last basically eight years being as successful as possible. And then last year when all that success was removed because of COVID, I was like, oh, okay, underneath all of us, I'm a shell of a person who has all this trauma that I'm carrying with me and it's heavy, mm. like it's really heavy. Mm. And I'm just like, that's not a good way to live. So now I'm like, instead of going, okay, well, let's go back to being successful because that was really fun and I didn't have to deal with any of it. But then I'm like, then I'll be here again in another five, ten years, right? So now I'm going, okay, I need to acknowledge this trauma. I need professional help to unpack it Mm -hmm. uh, because trauma in itself creates belief systems as well and I need to unlearn those. And that's going to give me the best power to move forward. So I guess my advice to everyone out there would be yeah don't don't ever put yourself on the back burner Mm. just constantly go what what do i need Mm. what do i need to feel happy what do i need to feel safe yes what do i need to do to feel that i have a voice and to feel like i'm being heard Mm. and then constantly focus on that sort of stuff because if you focus on that, then everything else kind of will align. Mm. And that's what's really important. Because I think everyone in life deserves to be happy. Mm. And that's where, you know, we're all going to have, like I said, we're all going to have challenges. They'll be different for all of us. Like whether it's trauma with a capital T, a little T, um, whether things that come out at us are small or big. Um And that doesn't mean that because your trauma or what's happened to you might seem minute in the grand scheme of things, it's happened to you and it's your truth, right? Mm. So it's like work through that stuff at the time. Don't put it off Mm. because that's what I see happening a lot. The clients that I coach and the clients that I work with are the same as me, which is why I think I attract them and they're attracted to me is because they've done the same thing. They've had shit stuff happen Mm. and haven't dealt with it. Mm. have gone okay well instead of you know fixing the wound i'll just put that band-aid on and ignore that it's festering and pussy and destroying me Mm. um so just yeah focus on you constantly work on you uh don't yeah don't let things 
manifest in a negative state. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I think as well, what I've discovered in really looking at my trauma, big T, little T, um, my experiences, my beliefs, it's really when I go to work on them, face them head on, discover the gifts, do the self-healing, acknowledge it, that I actually find a lot of purpose from the pain and that the pain actually was there to bring me closer to my purpose. And that that's been a really beautiful lesson for me with it is like, if I could face it, if I could go head on, if I could reach out, see a counselor, see a psychologist, get on the right medication, see a coach, find a mentor, get a cheerleader, like whatever it is that on the other side is this purpose, there's greater meaning and you can create a positive change in the world once you've really been able to um, work through that. So thank you so much for sharing your lived experiences, speaking your truth, shining bright today. Um, If there's been something you've heard in this episode that's really resonated with you or that you haven't really been able to shift away from, I really want to encourage you to just take a couple of minutes, sit down with a piece of paper or a journal or a notebook and just sit with it. What is it teaching you? What is it bringing up for you? Uh, What kind of support or um, empowerment do you need or want around it? And really... um, really know that you matter and your worth is so big in your transformational journey of unapologetically being you and following your dreams. So if people want to connect with you, Slay, what's the best way? Uh, Easiest way to track me down is through my business pages. Um, So my Facebook and Insta have the same business handle, which is Shane's Way to Wellbeing, Mm -hmm. um, which is where I run my business through. But um it's the best way to contact me it just in any way shape or form um like if there's a conversation that we've had or something i've spoken about um and you know especially around kind of mental health gender sexuality anything like that yes it's a business page but if you reach out for a call i'm not going to be like here's an invoice for the advice i've given you um and that's simply because with my personal socials i try and have a separation uh of of my lives in a way uh just so that i can still keep a little bit of privacy i'm open to being like vulnerable and speaking my truth and showing the world who i am but it's also nice to have my safe spaces mm. um so yeah so that's shane's way to well-being um reach out get in touch if there's anything you want to ask talk about need help with um that's what my purpose in life is so I've got you. And I would say, just remember, life is not for living. Life is for living. (laughs) Death drop. Tongue pop. Okay, and what a beautiful note to finish on. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into this episode. Until next time, kakite anwa. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and thanks to our special guest. This is your chance to take a moment for yourself and really reflect on what's landed for you over this episode. Yep, right now. Pull over in the car, stop working, take a minute and write it down and turn that into one actionable goal so that you can integrate and apply what's come to light in this episode into your life.
If you're picking up what we're putting down, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button to be the first to hear when the next squeeze of Audible Juice is live in a new app. If you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please slide into my DMs on Instagram. See you next time. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.